um, it was like monthly views was like 1.3 million views a month. Oh, wow. That's a lot. So, and that was like, and I was doing that by only uploading three times a week. So I was like, if I can do this daily, oh, I imagine. can definitely get enough yeah. views like monthly to be able to do this as a living basically. So it was kind of like a, almost like a leap of faith because I got to the end of my exams and actually like the next week when I finished my final exam, I flew out to LA with Xbox to go see the new Forza. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Track Limits podcast presented by Formula Addict. We are back here in London and we are actually doing a re-recording with one of the most recognizable creators in the Formula One space, a member of Quadrant. Welcome back to the studio, Aura. <laughs> hello, hello. Good to be here. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah. We love you too much. What should I say? No, we uh, nice to meet you guys for the first time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it's cool because A, I think a lot of the predictions you had in your first episode are probably like not Out great. the water. Uh, yeah. 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 He's happy we lasted footage of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Ferrari. We, yeah. we had a lot of hope. Yes. All of us had a lot of yeah. hope. Indeed. <laughs> and then secondly, we've actually raced online now which is mm, great yes so yeah. we can add that element exactly too. exactly so, i've seen how quick mike is like yeah, yeah. But did you see them just crash into each other every race oh yeah i we, saw a bit of a bit of yeah a bit brazil, of argy, yeah. Argy. Yeah. brazil i remember brazil that first lap it's ridiculous i think you pushed me off uh, and then i came back on i was like i'm just gonna go ignore this person beside me and see what happens <laughs> anyways but a lot to discuss today very happy that you're back here thanks again for doing this again our podcast is broken up three sections q1 you're a veteran now but q1 <laughs> <laughs> racing related questions q2 more personal and then q3 the rapid fire round we did actually change a few questions there okay mm -hmm. yeah so hopefully we'll make it a bit more yeah. spicy okay not too spicy yeah we're, just, <laughs> we're trying to keep you out of trouble <laughs> yeah. exactly all right getting into q1 though tell us a bit about yourself for anybody listening watching mm -hmm. that might not know too much about who are what do you do what are you the most proud of uh okay so i'm a youtube content creator i've been doing it for about 11 12 years give or take uh full-time six years now, since I left university, um, yeah, mainly F1 content, F1 gaming stuff. Um, like my mainstay is like career mode stuff. So people like to watch me do the F1 game campaign and stuff like that. And I try and build a story around it. And then like you said, yeah, part of Quadrant as well now in the recent like th ooh, three years now since uh, lockdown. So yeah, part of Lando Norris's esports team, which is uh, or content team, which is a lot of fun uh, and not so much fun when you have to do things like spill your guts. But um, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, just an F1 content creator, all things F1 gaming per se um, on YouTube. And then, yeah, kind of sprouted out to do stuff on TikTok recently and Insta, usual, you know, you know, the whole spiel of content creator now, having to put all your eggs into every basket <laughs> yeah. to try and, try yeah. and do it. But yeah, just F1 obsessed. Wow. And what does that day-to-day -day life look like then? How do you prioritize certain tasks over others? Um, it is, it's quite normal, actually. I try and like, you know, wake up at a normal time. Like I think a lot of content creators get a stigma of like, Oh, you can wake up when you want. You're gonna yeah. wake up at like midday. And to be fair, my, some of my flats, flatmates do that. Mm. But I very much am like alarm on, like eight thirty, wake up, get a coffee in me, get going by like nine to do, you know, whether it's like recording or editing or whatever. And then just basically working till I get the video up because I upload every day. So it's like you know, sometimes it might be working till you know usual five p.m. Sometimes it's all the way to seven or eight p.m. because sometimes career mode videos take so bloody long to make. Yeah. Um, or like you know, like today where I've broken it up in into mm -hmm. pieces. So I've done a bit of recording in the morning, coming here to shoot this, and then I'll go back and commentate and stuff like that. So, yeah, but it's kind of a normal day, really. Obviously, Quadrant stuff's a bit more left field with Lando's mm -hmm. schedule. It's kind mm -hmm. of like almost like, 
he's free in a month on this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So can you be there? Like, okay, I'll try and make it. Because, you know, you want to try and make every video uh, you can with, with Lando, especially because it's just a bit more fun with all of us mm -hmm. as a group there. Um, so, yeah. And then obviously you have the usual trips and whatever to Grand Prix or such and such. But um, yeah, day to day, I, I try and keep it quite normal because I like mm -hmm. that structure mm -hmm. of my life. I, I, I've, I'm very organized with like Excel spreadsheets and my schedule and everything very like cloud. that. So very like militant with it of like what I'm doing. Mm. And then the early days, I mean, I mean, we're going to go more into your personal story and how you got into this. But like when it comes to sim racing in particular, like how did you know that that was the type of content you wanted to put out as opposed to like only doing like reflection episodes on races yeah. and stuff like that? Well, I, initially I didn't actually even start with like F1 stuff. Like, uh, so I started my current channel like whilst I was in like A-level. So just before like uni level in school. We're like, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So like, like the two years yeah. just before university, yeah. I was um, or like, I guess I don't know, college maybe for yeah. you guys or something like that. So that's why I started this channel. But um, I actually, before that, was testing like different stuff. I'd play like like random games like Red Dead Redemption and stuff like that oh, on yeah, YouTube on like a previous channel. Just because I loved gaming. Like I've been FIFA, gaming. FIFA? Yeah, a bit of FIFA okay. as well. Okay. I've, I've loved gaming my whole life, you yeah. know, since a kid, you know, like from PS2 days or whatever. So yeah, just trying different things out. Obviously got inspired by a lot of YouTubers that I used to watch way back then. You know, people like even like KSI back in the mm -hmm. day, like 2012 playing FIFA and stuff like that. Uh, but then obviously I had a passion for F1 and I was like, oh, I'm going to start playing the F1 game. And then it was like, oh, at the time, maybe not now, but at the time I was like, oh, I'm pretty handy, actually. I'm probably quite quick mm -hmm. at the F1 game at the time. Now, very much not so. I mean, I'm even slower than Nico here. So. <laughs> no, no, no. He's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, start that. Let's not start that. Hashtag we'll Mikey. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that So, yeah, so I thought, okay, I really like F1 and, you know, on YouTube, you kind of need a niche of like, mm -hmm. you know, this is my bread and butter. And I was really into F1. I was getting really into it in terms of also like wanting to maybe do it as a career in university on like the engineering side of things. So I was like, oh, why don't I make videos on F1? And then I just fell in love with the whole storytelling aspect of it. And I've always been quite creative with like, you know, stories and like growing up, always like loved watching so many TV shows. So I just love an idea of building a story. So I got really into that basically. But with F1, it was, yeah, it was just a case of, I loved F1 as much as I did football at the time, but there were so many more FIFA craze at the time. Oh, yeah. And I was rubbish at FIFA. I don't know about any of you guys. Yeah. I'm rubbish yeah. at FIFA. So I was like, F1, I can do. I can, you know, I'm getting better at it as I start doing the video. So I was like, let's go with F1. It's a big passion of mine. And at the time, not many people were doing it. Like in 2012, when I started the biggest F1 dedicated creator i think the ceiling the uh, his size was like thirty-eight thousand subscribers wow. oh wow that was the ceiling wow, of wow. f1 gaming channels when i started and now the ceiling is technically me yeah. yeah at the moment so yeah it's come a long way but yeah back then it was a case of no one's doing it so yeah let's indulge in this passion basically of of f1 gaming did, yeah. it, did it take you a while to grind? Did you have to grind for a few years to get it out there or did the content instantly hit because it is a niche market? Yeah, yeah, no. Back then, it, you know, even YouTube per se, like gaming on YouTube was so much smaller back then. Mm -hmm. You know, there was no TikTok or anything like that to promote it or anything like that. Yeah. It was basically just word of mouth on Twitter and then yeah. maybe you get a little glimpse of like, you know, a bit of traction when a, a new game comes out. But it was a slow grind. I've never really had a big blow up moment i would say i've always like if you look at my stats like it's all just like a consistent growth. like growth which i like because mm -hmm. sometimes you know you can kind of have a problem of like lightning in a bottle where like you just blow up and, and then, then you can't just... maintain it when yeah. you can't keep that whereas i feel like i've just had a steady climb so yeah it was a grind like i remember it took like a year to get 
like 300 subs oh, wow. and then it took another year to get a thousand to get to a thousand subs another 700 subs so you're doubling and doubling yeah so and it's, then it's it slowly common. starts to snowball a bit of getting a bit more consistent but like it's always been a bit of a grind really so especially back then because like yeah like at 300 uh, subscribers you're like i was like in my like sick form <laughs> common room like like doing like classes and then out of classes like i, I would get my i had my youtube set up on email for if I got a subscriber. So I got one email for yeah, every subscriber. Every subscriber. Oh and I'll God. be there like, I got one. That's yes. so many yeah. Yeah. I can quit school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one email. So it's yeah. kind of crazy thing now. Like if I had that on right now, oh, it'd be absolutely yeah. mental. But yeah, it's kind of mad how I used to get so excited about one subscriber in the yeah. day back then. So it was it was a proper grind that I have to remind myself of how tough it was really to start out. It shows your passion for it. Like you're very passionate about it. Yeah. Is that yeah. something? It goes yeah. to show because you have such good content as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I'm totally like invested. Like it's, it's my life. It's yeah. like, you know, I maybe to the detriment sometimes it's a big part of my personality of like this is what i love to do you mm -hmm. know if i'm not doing anything i'll be making content like if i've got no plans to go out with people or you know do this or go somewhere or watch f1 mm -hmm. i'll be thinking about content you know like you know on a plane like taking a flight over thinking about oh what videos got to do on this trip or you know when i get back or anything like that so it engrosses my life but like in a really good way yeah yeah, so, yeah i was gonna say like what do you miss about being such a small content creator back then Ooh. compared to now <laughs> i think just the it was the kind of like the wild west nature of it yeah. back then because like not even just the size of us it was just back then you didn't really know what would do well on mm, youtube yeah. with f1 content so it was just the wild west of like let's try this idea and this idea <laughs> whatever like you used to do these wacky ideas where i would like take the like you know people are really into hot laps on f1 mm -hmm. i would take the piss out of it and be like this is my hot lap masterclass. <laughs> and I, it, it was a hot lap where I'll just cut so many corners oh, and I would love like it. comedically commentate yeah. over it and to the point where I think at the time I made it quite infamous about, you know, Canada, yeah, Montreal, yeah. the yeah. last yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I coined the phrase, the Canada, uh, Canadian bunny hop over nice. the curbs. Love it. And, you know, it just kind of stuck and just kind of, you know, being a bit funny with that. But then also, yeah, just trying to hone in like what I actually wanted yeah. to do. And mm -hmm. it's quite an interesting process because now obviously... I know what I want to do. I know I'm quite militant with like, you know, even like my editing, like mm. with a video, I'll know like, oh, uh, eight minutes, the qualifying has to end for this video. Then I do the race. That's to about 30 minutes. And it's kind of, you know, a format that, you know, whereas back then it was like all new territory learning, like what's the best way? Like how, how much of quality of the F1 game do you mm. want to see? Do, mm. do they want the race straight away? And then also there's so much more collaboration, I think back then when you're all so small mm -hmm. whereas now everyone's so busy like it's not a case of like you're not mates or anything it's just more so oh do you want to record on friday i'm busy mate i've got this and that yeah you want to record on wednesday even like uh, you know even like us trying yeah. to organize we try to do mm -hmm. some races i got mm -hmm. on with you two like mm -hmm. one weekend yeah and then the subsequent like three weekends we're like oh, i want to hop on but i've got to go x y and z yeah. and whatever so you just get busy as you grow up whereas back then i think a lot of us were all still in school or uni so mm -hmm. it's like free rain yeah, you know? yeah. like, i gotta study real uni life's like oh i got alex now i can just record or whatever so yeah i think i do miss that little camaraderie i guess yeah. as like a small knit community because now you're like massive like mm. you have like f1 twitter which is this engulfing oh. behemoth of fire yeah. uh whereas back, loves it. Yeah. i love it do you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah i love i love going there just messing with people saying <laughs> that most red and then it's just a he's got like a burner yeah yeah oh yeah 100 i can't use my Oh, no way. <laughs>
switching the worst <laughs> yeah. host yeah. ever. Yeah. 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 And he's just in the background stirring the pot. Like, yeah. Yeah. Traclamid's yeah. ass. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So yeah, it felt like the community was a lot more tight in it, even on Twitter yeah. or Insta, because like everyone knew everyone. Whereas like now, there's like creators that like, are on TikTok that like, you know, will follow me back or whatever, like that will follow me and I'll follow them back. And I'm like, you've got like, you know, a couple of thousand followers. I'd never heard of you. Whereas yeah. back then you knew everyone. So it was kind of like a really nice community vibe like that but at the same time obviously it's great now that so many people are popping up and you know making uh, you know their own lane for themselves mm -hmm. and you can do that now because the space is so much bigger now for f1 not in gaming just like f1 you know talk, like you general. said like talking about f1 even like you know with you guys now like a podcast like this coming up 10 years ago never would have happened 100%. like you know you just wouldn't have the audience for it first of all and then you wouldn't have the means of knowing like oh what do people want to see or mm -hmm. you know creators to interview or drive it dry getting access to drivers oh, yeah no <laughs> not. Yeah. Like, you got i think you had um what was it you had uh career on was it yeah yeah, yeah, one. yeah 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 so like you know stuff like that you just yeah. would never have got like no one was interacting with actual <laughs> drivers yeah. back then whereas now it's like oh cool i can you know if i've got a big enough audience or you know legitimacy you can mm -hmm. dm someone and they'll maybe reply and get back to you yeah i think that's the biggest one you can just dm anybody now and yeah. just get hopefully get yeah. Yeah. yeah but for you now you've been in the gaming world and especially the sim racing yeah. world for so long where do you see the future of sim racing it's interesting. Obviously, there's two two kind of realms with sim racing. There's obviously like the stuff I do, which is like content, like mm -hmm. purely just like entertainment value. And then there's obviously the, the whole esports side, which has grown so much. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when I started making videos, it wasn't called e It was just league racing. Like you just, you know, joined a league and that was just off word of mouth or Twitter. Like, you know, some uh, one of my closest mates now who works in the industry he actually just got a new job at F1 Arcade mm -hmm. as a videographer. But I met him via a league race in 2012 oh, wow. stayed friends with him the whole time he then worked at veloce who's the company that runs quadrant in the background and he worked for quadrant then and we carried on working with each other for 10 years in some capacity through a league race That's basically class. so he has come yeah. a long way and obviously now you've got f1 teams mm -hmm. in f1 esports so it's getting massive i think in terms of where it goes i think with the esports side they they kind of have to figure out what they want, what they want to do exactly. Cause I think mm. COVID threw them off a little bit with the whole remote yep. kind of racing. They had a good thing going. Like they used to go to one arena actually um, in Fulham and you know, you'd have all the, all the teams there. Yep. There was a little bit of a private audience. It was quite cool. It was kind of mm. almost your standard esports, Like mm -hmm. you see Call it's of Duty. It's an event. Like, yeah. 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 So you see Call of Duty events like that. And you, you, the hope was they build it up like that. But then obviously COVID came along and since then they've done only remote. So they're gonna have to decide what they want to do. I think a lot of drivers in the esports want to go back to those live events, just mm -hmm. also for the kind of I don't know the nature of like being all together in one yeah. room, and yeah. you know you can have a bit of fun and a laugh with people. Yeah. And obviously, recently there's been you know a lot of talk about cheating, cheating. and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so in a li live event, you know when the equipment's provided Everyone's by F1, on yeah. it's on, you know, yeah. you're not gonna be it's able to cheat unless you're really, really <laughs> yeah. about it. Somehow. Um, yeah. And then in terms of content stuff, it's just about carrying on really pushing the ceiling like yeah. i said you know the ceiling for creators back then when i started was 38k now the ceiling's kind of like myself and my fellow creator ben tim at marduk you know like at 700k uh for like a dedicated f1 gaming channel so it's just about pushing that ceiling of can we get to a million subs and then when mm -hmm. we get there you just keep yeah. on going basically because yeah. yeah. i think a lot of you guys will know in terms of like you know business stuff like you might have goals but 
I think a lot of us like, have that same mindset of just you keep going, you know, yeah. you don't get to the peak and then you stop. You kind of no, like, oh, you want more and more, <clears throat> you know, like you just are want. You, are you competitive though? Like, are you and Ben like, hey, I'm getting oh, closer. Yeah. I'm nah. getting closer. No, nah, no, nah. yeah. we, 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 we've known each other since we started, basically. Mm. I could think when I had 300 subs, um, he was fortunate enough to be able to do it full time quicker because I think yeah. uh, he got to a point where he was in uni first year and I think he quit uni to then pursue it full time. Wow. Whereas I stayed in uni because I wasn't at a point yet mm -hmm. to go full time. So, the, but the whole time, yeah, we've remained friends. Obviously, we used to make videos together. Now mm -hmm. we're a lot more busy with our own personal lives, so we don't make that many videos together. But no, like the other day, I part, I surpassed him on subscriber account and he uh, and out of the blue I didn't expect it he sent me a DM like uh, look congrats mate like really like respect and whatever that's, that's cool it's nice yeah. camaraderie there like. and it was like you know I, I wasn't even thinking about it to be fair and he just sent me this random DM and it's like you know we have like you know complete respect for each other of like right. both of us came from the same point yeah. and both of us didn't think this ceiling was here of like let alone 700k like 100k mm. subs mm -hmm. and you know both of us have kind of you know passed these different milestones and it's just kind of cool to push and you know we're talking about like hopefully the next game is a lot better because F1 22 was... Um, Scratch. Yeah. Questionable. Yeah. Questionable. Yeah. 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 I mean, less of this couch stuff. Yeah. Oh, the I don't yeah. think they took this from the game. Yeah. They copied this. When you sat down, you're like, it's not a soft yeah. like, Maybe they've taken yeah. this couch from F1, to be honest. It could be. But yeah, we're, so we were talking about it. Like, you know, hopefully the next game's better so we can all eat. You know, we can all do much better. Yeah. Because this year, uh, up and down, you know, from me down to you know, channels that are like on a couple of thousand subs, mm -hmm. everyone's got the same opinion of this year was this last game cycle year from July to July has been very rough in terms of getting people interested in watching the content. You know, numbers are a little bit down, probably a little bit of COVID kind of inflation as well because everyone's mm -hmm. at home watching videos. But, you know, everyone's in the same boat of like, oh, this game was rough. And then we're all in the same boat of hoping that all of us can do better next year. And, you know, there's no competition. It's kind of like, you know, there's enough to go around everyone ha can have mm. their own little niche you know my things like story driven career modes yep. ben's more like you know online co-op career mm -hmm. and stuff then you got like jan otmir doing like esports and you know people watch him just because he's really fast mm. so everyone has their own lanes and there's enough to go around basically so yeah. i don't think there's ever been that much competition really no which is good like, obviously it just means everyone's trying to prop up the ceiling basically i guess mm -hmm. for the whole industry of f1 gaming i guess right and are you concerned i mean i know a lot of creators that we speak to they all have like one game they're really good at and then when that game loses relevance they tend to have to either adapt or die yeah right? and so like for you are you concerned that hey if the next f1 game is not relevant i need to start thinking about two three other games that i'm starting to play a lot more too it it does play into my mind a little bit because i've always felt like the f1 game like on youtube we're kind of a couple of years behind where fifa is now mm. like in terms of like the level of like subscribers or like views per video i was and... gonna say they don't have couches though but yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no 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 that's no, not no. well you never know with the yeah. afc now. yeah, yeah. Like, copy, yeah. Going to the next one they've lost that license so oh, yeah. it might be different now but um yeah i feel i've always felt like we're a couple like you know maybe seven years behind fifa mm. in terms of where that game is on youtube and the same thing obviously with f1 as a sport obviously football's so global it's like gone clear but F1 itself has tried to catch up a bit. So in the same kind of pattern, we're maybe a couple of years behind. And yeah, I've seen, you know, FIFA creators, obviously, you know, sometimes the FIFA game's gone downhill a bit and they're, you know, slump a little bit. They're still mm. doing, doing it as a full-time job, but it's maybe not as lucrative anymore. And it does play in your mind a little bit. But at the same time, like I, the thing is with me, like I just like F1. Like I've tried so many times to 
play other racing games and one my audience is the same as me they don't like anything but f1 mm. and i'm the same way like i've tried to play these games like project cars or you know all these other all, all the, yeah all these yeah. forza or anything <laughs> like that you know i have a really good relationship with xbox and they always send me stuff for forza you know i even had the privilege of going out to e3 back in 2017 wow. oh, wow. to see the new forza game i'm uh, really thankful for that and i really love playing the game only in a spurt. There's only so much I can play of Forza and then my interest really drops off. Yeah. Whereas with F1, I can turn up every day and mm. I just love playing it. So it's a bit of a catch-22 of like, yeah, that does play in my mind a little bit. But at the same time, I know myself, if I am if I stick true to myself, I'll only ever really want to play the F1 game and make content on it. But mm. at the moment, like I said, because we're so many years behind, I, I, I think it's like a problem that might come up down the line. And by that point... Like you said, maybe I, I'm going to evolve a little bit. I think doing Quadrant has definitely helped in terms of, you know, dispersing all my eggs in different baskets, you know, doing more IRL content. And mm -hmm. then I think, you know, trying to pivot into doing more presenting stuff potentially or on camera. And I don't know, I, I always felt like maybe down the line, you know, 10 years time, whatever, when I'm too old to be playing the game or whatever, or making content, maybe I pivot to doing like, you know, presenting mm -hmm. in the industry. But at the moment, I'm quite content with playing the game because yeah. I just love it so much. And yeah. I just love making the content I make. Yeah. And you have a second channel, right? Yeah. So uh, in the well, in the first version yeah. of this podcast, yeah. I was talking about doing that second channel, yeah, yeah. setting it up. So now it's up and running. I actually nice. just recently got enough viewers to um, actually get into the YouTube partner program for that channel as well. Nice. Now. Amazing. Congrats. So, but yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah, so that's all set up and running with, you know, I've got a few different writers that I can rotate around uh, to send me scripts and it's kind of back and forth of like, oh, can we tweak this? And then I've got an editor now who edits my shorts for all my, like my main channel and my TikTok, but also now I've taken him on to do the editing for that second channel as well. Nice. So it's pretty a nice setup of like, I can just turn up every week you know, work with the writer a little bit for what we're going to do. But then it's like, turn up, shoot the video, yeah. chuck it over, edit, done. And it's like a nice little avenue to like explore presenting and almost like a online CV in a way yeah, of like, yeah. if you ever wanted to know what I'm like as a presenter, well, I know I don't do as much camera stuff on my main channel. Mm -hmm. My second channel is right there now of like, this is how it is. If, if I was a presenter, this is how it would be yeah. basically. So yeah, that's been up and running. It's going quite well, actually, in terms of growth. Um, and it's just a nice avenue to talk about real F1 because I don't actually do a lot of that on my main channel, yeah. uh, funnily enough. Like, I do meme reviews, mm -hmm. like, off Reddit posts. <laughs> Seen it, like, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. Whereas in terms of serious talk about F1, don't really do it anymore. I used to do a little bit, like, when it was the Wild West of content back in yeah, the day, yeah. you do everything. You do, like, a race review, race yeah. preview. <laughs> you, know, you try and do everything. In the race. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the race and stuff like that. You do everything just to try and find what people would want to watch. Whereas now I'm like, okay, I know my, my niche is gaming stuff. Yeah. But obviously, I'm still a massive F1 fan. I have my own opinions about stuff. So it's nice to have that outlet now. And even, like, doing podcasts like this as well, mm. obviously, being able to talk about real f1 as we did on the first podcast and now very wildly different predictions maybe <laughs> oh, about yeah. how the season's up. going so <laughs> far incredible i think that wraps up q1 yeah. i mean mikey henny verdict should we give him a yellow let's give him a yellow yeah why not i don't think we've ever given a person no yellow. this is our first yellow <laughs> have we not oh now no, i feel bad <laughs> Okay, it's okay. Just right, I'll give you, I'll give you green. It's yeah. okay. Oh, right. green we'll do a, what does a yellow sector mean? <laughs> you, were, you were slow, slow I guess. Sector, yeah. <laughs> slow slow because you you already done your previous part, yeah, so you, you, know. you, right, you okay. were a little bit. Comparing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're comparing. Right. Well, okay. we'll see if Arv can go up, potentially get a purple sector two. Yeah. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> but stay tuned, guys. 
Welcome back to the Track Limits podcast. We're now getting into sector two, where we're going to talk a little bit more about Arv's personal life and dive a little bit into how you became who you were. So, or how you are, not who you were. <laughs> Damn. You where did he go? Every day, every day, every day you're God. evolving. Trust me. <laughs> In two months. <laughs> but anyway, so you went to Queens Mary University, right? Yes. Oh, you did your research? I, oh, did. Yeah. I did a little bit. I went on LinkedIn, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. LinkedIn is the best. I, I thought we hired the FBI. Discussion. Oh, yeah, we, we did. We hired the FBI. Yeah, what are you talking about? We had a private investigator yeah. look at everything you uh, did. Okay, yeah. yeah. But tell me, like, what did you study when you went to college? Did you have the idea of, like, this is my career that I'm going to pick within content creation, or was it, like, very different? Yeah, it was wildly different. So, yeah, uh, like you said, I went to Queen Mary here in London, not too far from here, to be fair, Mile End. Um, and I did aerospace engineering. Jesus. So my thought process was I actually want to be an aerodynamicist in F1. Mm. Um, so yeah, very different yeah. path to content creation, yeah. let's and say. very specific. Um, yeah, really specific <laughs> as well. Because I, I just knew I, I was so into F1 in the same way that I knew I want to do F1 content. I was so laser focused on I want to be in F1. I want to do aero in F1. No other, no other motorsport. I want to do F1. So yeah, did aerospace engineering. Um, and basically just at the time, I was very into books like into maths and everything like that was, that was my bread and butter like i did art up till university but at the same time like maths was always my best subject just came to me naturally earlier in my life um like you know classic like indian parent trope they wanted me to become a doctor so at, at like probably like at 13 i was like oh I'll go into medicine yeah. thank god i didn't choose that <laughs> one i just don't think i'm smart enough to have kept up with medicine stuff also two it's terrible to be a doctor right now here in the uk yeah. under the nhs so thank god i missed that bullet uh so the next best thing was okay i'm good at maths so i'll just do engineering um and yeah i wanted to go into f1 basically i, I started my channel two years before i went to uni mm. just as a hobby the whole way through uni it was a hobby um, and then about third year, I had to make a decision kind of in my own head about what I wanted to do because I was going to be fine. I got a 2-1 in my, in my degree, you know, pretty solid solid result for the what, degree. What does that mean, by the way? A 2-1. Yeah. So first is the best you can get. Oh. And so 2-1 is the next best. 2-1 two, two is what you want to aim for. Got like it. minimum, gotcha. you want to get 2-1. If you get 2-2, yep. two, two, yep. it's going to be really difficult to get a job somewhere. Oh, wow. Because like, they're like, how did you not manage a 2-1 at least? Like, come on. And then first is like the best. So that's like a grading yeah. scale? Yeah, grading okay, scale. Okay. So you have like first, two, one, two, two, and then anything above that, you may as well just, so there's no just one, drop there's out. There's no one, one. <laughs> no, it's just, no, a, just it's called a first. 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 Okay. You've got a first in your degree. If you've got a first class degree, pretty, pretty damn solid. You can probably do a master's or, you know, land a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. Two one's like industry standard. Like if you get two one, that's calm. Like everyone else, mm. two one, two, two, a little bit difficult. Yikes. You know, you might not get the field you wanted to go in. So yeah, got a two one, uh, got a first in my dissertation, you know, really it was yeah. I it was doing very well in, in in my engineering degree. But halfway through third year I was like, uh my YouTube channel got to a point where it's pretty much a part time job. Like I had friends who worked in like a Costa or whatever, like coffee shop and that to that for them was my YouTube channel. Like it was my part-time job basically. Uh, but I basically looked at the numbers. I was like, if I did, cause I was uploading like three, three times a week okay. around all my studies, my lectures and doing exams. And dis I was even uploading three times a week in the middle of exam season. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Love the commitment. Video, and then for the whole week I did my exams, but yeah. the videos would be going up in the oh, back class. Smart. But, um, so yeah, I kept it going the whole time, but I was like looking at the numbers going, 
if I uploaded every day, I reckon I could just about do this full time. Maybe not move out straight away from my parents' house, but I could maybe start to save up to move out. Curious, what were those numbers like? That, that, that um, you were it that was decision? like monthly views was like 1.3 million views a month. Oh, wow. That's a lot. So, and that was like, and I was doing that by only uploading three times a week. So I was like, if I can do this daily, oh, I imagine. can definitely get enough yeah. views like monthly to be able to do this as a living basically. So it was kind of like a, almost like a leap of faith because I got to the end of my exams and actually like the next week when I finished my final exam, I flew out to LA with Xbox to go see the new Forza. And I was kind of, like, I think that trip woke me up a little bit of like, okay, I've just been invited out by Xbox themselves to go to this. I think I have something good going here. Like clearly they want me. Clearly I'm okay enough for content to do this. And then if I upload daily, maybe I can do it. So I got my degree. I told my parents like, okay, give me a year just to kind of take a leap of faith and see how it goes. And then I just never looked back. So I just retired my degree to the shelf. Um, and then like within two years of doing that, I had enough to saved up to be able to move out my parents' house. So yeah, I was kind of very much like engineering F1. And then through the last year, kind of realized, you know what? A lot of these F1 engineers, all they do is sit behind a desk and crunch numbers. Whereas I had a very different picture in my head of what it was like. I was picturing like, you know, when Adrian knew he was like <laughs> years ago, drawing on a board, oh, like yeah, the, yeah. this is how the car will look. And cause I'm, I'm very into art and I was really into drawing and painting. I was like, for whatever reason I had in my head, like I'd be able to draw the car yeah. and <laughs> make it like that. And then I got to uni and I did third year, third, my third year. And I was like, it's a lot of just yeah. computational, <laughs> like let's do CFD runs on this yeah, and yeah. leave the PC. Like my, my lecturer told me like, when you're doing your CFD, CFD, what do you do whilst you're doing it? Just go have a cake, have a tea. Just let it do it. Yeah. Let the computer do it. And you just sat at a desk and I was like, right, so I'm doing all this just for a desk job. And I was like, I actually don't want to just do a desk job like this. So I just thought, ah, oh, just screw it. I'll just, you know, take this leap. And I just, you know, when you have a gut feeling about yeah. what you should do of like, yeah. this is the right choice. I should just do it. Or like, you know, the back of your head, you've already made your mind up kind of like, I was like, even when I went to uni, I didn't get into my first choice of uni. I wanted to go to, uh, I think it was either Southampton University, which is very well known for producing F1 aerodynamicists. Mm. Like even Adrian Newe, I think, had a link to Southampton Uni. Like he would go back for like guest talks and stuff. Wow. Oh, wow. So I wanted to go there. Didn't get in because I was good at maths, but my physics was a bit subpar. Ah. Like I'm really good at numbers, but like explanation stuff absolutely no no chance so like my maths was fine like a or whatever but my physics was like b and they needed aa Ooh. to get in so but even that was like a you know like a background thing of okay didn't get to my first choice didn't get to my second choice i had to go through clearing uh which is like if you don't get into your two choices there's basically like a back catalog mm -hmm. in the uk of like this thing called clearing where you basically have the, all these open spaces for unis and they kind of put you in like you get to choose basically like what's left and I saw Queen Mary in London. And in the back of my head, I remember I was in my room in my parents' house. And I was like, if I went to this London uni, I know I could still do YouTube whilst I'm at uni. Because yep. I don't have to move my setup. Can you imagine moving a whole YouTube yeah. setup oh, into a uni dorm in Surrey oh. or Southampton <laughs> or whatever? So I did actually go to my dorm for first year. But then I moved back home for, the, for the next two years and just commuted across London. Because I uh, my parents' house is in West London and his uni was in East London. But in the back of my head, whilst I was accepting this place, I just thought, I can still do YouTube and maybe that might pan out. And I was, I kind of believed in myself, like, I reckon I could still take this channel somewhere. Because I'd always said to my school friends, like, once I get to a thousand subs, I'll happily, like, quit. 
<laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy. I can quit. And I was fully prepared to do that. I even went to uni in the first two weeks where it's like freshers' week where you non-stop partying. I was like to my mate, like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna upload any videos. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like the next week, I got an early copy of the next F1 game. Um, and I was like, okay, I should probably, you know, take the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. And then I got back into it. My mind went back into content stuff. And I just kind of knew like, mm, let's keep this on the back burner. Cause even though this uni stuff's calm, I'm smart enough to go to university and do engineering. I was like, something in the back of my head's going, no, I think you need to be more creative and do content stuff. And I've always been creative and I've always loved like making stuff, whether it's drawing, painting or like videos now or like storylines in, in content. So I think always in the back of my head, I knew like, no, you know what? Let's keep this on the back burner. And it's paid off because mm -hmm. um, I think everything happened for a reason. My mom always used to say, things happen for a reason, mm -hmm. like everything happens for a reason. And now I definitely know not getting into my first two choices of uni, that was for a reason mm -hmm. in my mind now, because I went through clearing, went to a London uni, kept my YouTube channel going, yeah. and now I'm laughing in terms of like, <laughs> I would have been miserable like at oh, this yeah. desk yeah. job. And like, I've gone so close, cl so much closer to F1 than I would have ever got with like engineering. Mm -hmm. Cause like with engineering, to get to Adrian Newey's level, where you're at a track. Oh, you're grinding. It's like oh. 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know how old, I think he's like 50 or 60 Something now. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's close to that. retirement age. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. he? Yeah. I think he's, I think he's Don't like, scare the Red Bull fans. Yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah. Oh, I think he's, uh, yeah, he's two years out from yeah. retirement yeah. in the UK technically. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it takes years. Whereas like within the first year of doing content full-time in 2017, uh, I got invited to this event for Williams. They were doing like some sort of like historical event at Silverstone where they had all these amazing cars like Nigel Mansell's car, wow. like the, the old uh, Williams car with the active suspension and everything like that. Uh -huh. And I got a pass to go there and I could film my camera like this close to the cars, seeing them all, hearing them. And I just stood there like, I'm so much closer to F1, yeah. even three months in to what I would have been if I tried to get a job in the industry as an engineer. So yeah, to this day, I count my lucky stars of how things just fell into place in terms of like what happened. And uh, it's why I'm a firm believer of what my mom said of like, things just do happen for a reason, yeah. basically. If it's meant for you, it won't pass you by. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. And also like, you just make the most of what you get, you know? Mm -hmm. If something doesn't go your way, you're gonna make the most of whatever happens then down that road. And I've always believed of, you can work your way out of whatever situation you're in if you just put your mind to it, basically. But, like, I think we're gonna quit. We have 2,000 subscribers, have, you yeah, know, according done. to his <laughs> stats, we're quitting. <laughs> Start, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, no, we we're good. Bush's track limits to retire. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how do you deal with these long hours of creating content? Like, we had esports racers saying, "Yeah, we spend like 16 hours sitting and practicing and yeah. going through it." Like, that's how Mikey. do you do it? Yeah, like this one. And that's just him. Yeah, that's just him. <laughs> yeah. I ask you this question. That's yeah. just him. That was him before we hopped on. Yeah. Yeah. I have proved five lap, five laps in Australia. I got that time. Nah. That Honestly, that's that's before you answer that question, keep in mind that time we did race. The night before, we had come back from a bar, and yeah. him and I did laps because we were like, we can't disappoint Arv. Like, we can't disappoint <laughs> Arv. We were under you so much so pressure. So we were, so we under so much we legitimately pressure. had to restart like 25 times. Yeah. Both him and I could not even put the car on track. <laughs> like, we were like, oh, I'm in the gravel. Oh, I'm in the gravel. Restart, <laughs> restart. It was 4 a.m. in the morning. It was 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> a few drinks. Sorry. <laughs> How do you spend all the time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's maybe not quite 16 hours on the sim because yeah. uh, those guys are, I mean, esports. But no, on another level it's mental like uh, to be honest i i re you going back actually back to that question about how it, in the future you got, mm. i think they absolutely need to somehow limit how much hours they spend because it's a bit ridiculous because uh, they need to do it like real f1 where there's limited testing because mm. i think the ah. less testing you do 
the more of an interesting race you have. Yeah. Like these guys are like so close. It's just a DRS train yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. And to actually make like a real F1 race, they need to cut the practice time because they're like robots, yeah. like the amount of hours they do. But um, no, in terms of how many, like how I do all the hours, it's just because I love it. I just mm. love doing it. Like, like I said, if there's a, if I have a blank day on a Saturday, I'll just know, okay, that's more time to make a video because I try and upload every day because I'm just so grateful for the fact of what I get to do. Like I think something my, my parents kind of built into me of like, you got to work so hard to get where you are, especially like, you know, coming from my background as well of like, you know, in the UK, like, you know, f even people looking at your name or your skin color, or whatever, you just got to work 10 times harder just to get in the room. And I've always carried that with me of like, you just got to work hard, hard, hard. So the fact that I actually get to do gaming as a job, mm. I'm like, oh, I'm so thankful. So I've got to turn up every day to just say thank you to you know, all my viewers that you let me do this as a job. So I just love doing it basically. You know, I've had so many convos with mates or like even my girlfriend of like, you know, yeah, I, I make compromises every single week, obviously, of like, oh, do you want to go out? Do you want to you know, go on a date or do you want to do this or that? And it's a constant compromise of like, okay, I'm going out on Saturday, Sunday. So I've got to get ahead by two videos. I've got to work. I've got to make two videos, two different days in the week to get ahead for those two videos on the weekend. Wow. It's a constant compromise. And it's almost like a, I don't know, I would say almost like an addiction in a way of like, I'm so addicted to getting that daily upload done. Like it's a little checkbox, a little hit of serotonin of like, done I've done done, done. And that's maybe, a great concept you have yeah man. that's brilliant yeah. your schedule as well yeah you yeah need to, like right? i've got a whole like excel it basically every year when the new year starts i do a blank a black excel every day of the week all the way down to from january to december and i block in like in yellow like big events i've got or i'm away for a holiday or like even like a night out i'll put in yellow i'm out <laughs> on this night just so i know ahead of time i'm like okay i'm gonna be out this day that's in yellow. That means the next day I'm going to be really hungover. Yeah. So I need to complete my life's complete schedule because I just thrive off having that like organization. I think mm. that's the only way I did uni and YouTube as well as that time management. Like that's mm. always my, like apart from like being quite creative with what I do, I think one of my strengths of like YouTube wise is not even anything to do with the content. Mm. It's actually more just time management of like, being able to juggle everything like ju even now juggling my youtube channel now my second channel quadrant going away on trips still having a social life of going out with friends and going to like you know raves or whatever or you know my girlfriend constantly wants to do stuff on the weekend so it's all about juggling that and the only way i can do it is by having this great time management so it's something i've always prided myself on but yeah in terms of doing the hours it's just like if i'm not doing anything like i'm if i'm just sat in my in my flat for like an hour like i can enjoy like lounging around with my girlfriend like watching netflix or whatever like there's this great show like night agent on netflix right oh, now. oh watching it yeah. so good yeah. like, i mean gross in it we're halfway through and this one sunday we just spent four hours watching that and it was great i yeah. really enjoyed it but the second we agreed i was going to go home i was like right i need to yeah. race home because yeah. i need to make this video <laughs> that was really fun but at the same time now i'm like back into content mode of like let's do this and if i've got a free hour in the flat i'm like Oh, like even if I try and relax, I'll be watching something. I'm thinking like, but what video yeah. am I doing? You Your brain is always off. working. Yeah. yeah. To, to maybe my detriment as well. Like there's definitely a part where I feel like eventually in terms of like who I'm as a person, maybe I'm going to have to evolve eventually, you know, into late years of like trying to switch off a little bit because mm -hmm. it is a bit tough sometimes when you're constantly on like that. But I guess, I don't know, when I look at like, you know, successful people and like watch podcasts of like businessmen or like people who are really successful, I feel like, everyone has that affliction of yeah. like they're always on. That's like the curse of like 
getting somewhere in business or getting somewhere in like the media industry or, or any any industry really actually even like you know doctors whatever you know you're not going to be able to switch off sometimes because you're so switched on but i guess the good thing about for me is like i just love it so much so it's never like a burnout thing but i guess there might be a time where it might have to slow down i'm gonna have to right. learn that as a person mm -hmm. how yeah. to slow down <laughs> with that schedule you just talked about there what are some of the big goals or personal goals that you want to achieve now this year coming uh, a million subs because you got two channels now so like yeah to grow yeah. the other channel or yeah are you still yeah yeah just... so obviously in terms of the main channel yep. yeah i mean i think the long-term goal is one million it won't it won't happen this year but like every Every year, I've roughly gained about 100k subs, okay. oh, wow. roughly. So I think in three years' time, it's a realistic goal to hopefully hit a, a million, which is going to be mental. Like that will be crazy. Like, I had this. I went to dinner with my mates the other day, and um, they've been my mates since school. So they've been there from the get-go, from like zero subscribers to now. They remember me sat, sat in the common room, going, "Oh, I've got an email for one." <laughs> so class. he was like. You know, mate, when you get to one million, that's gonna be nuts. Like, don't you get a plaque from YouTube? Yeah, so I've got a silver one for a hundred k. Um, and then you get a gold, right? Yeah, it's a gold. Yeah. It's a gold plaque. Yeah. Oh, I got one of the original plaques though from YouTube, <gasps> the older version. Oh, no. so right now, right now, to yeah. right now, it's a slab of metal, and they engrave the play button into it. Yeah. But I've got the old one for 100K, which was this glass case and a little silver button, all in silver. Oh. And it's in a glass case. So it's an old style one. Yeah. Oh, so I've got it. a real old school one. We'll, it really dates we'll have me. it right here. It really dates me. Into, yeah, there's probably a photo on my yeah. Instagram of me holding it up. Like it really dates me in terms of when I started YouTube because that was back when those plaques looked like that. Um, but yeah, when he was like, when you get to that, like me and him are very much in the same vibe of like, we love going out and like going mm. to these DMB raves. So he was like, when you hit a million, we absolutely have to go so hard and oh, celebrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was we'll like, be there. yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't, we didn't see Dimension know, at the start of the year because he bloody cancelled. So <gasps> we'll go to some Dimension rave and like, we'll just play it up. But yeah, he was like, when you get to that and it was someone else saying it to me like someone who's been there from the start really hit me of like, yeah, yeah. you know what? That is mad. Like yeah. you've been, you've remembered me saying like, oh, we're going to hit 10,000 or hundred K. Mm -hmm. And now we're here talking about a million subscribers, wow. especially for F1. Like yeah. no, there's not a single dedicated F1 creator like that just is F1. There's obviously other sim races mm. like Jimmy Paul mm. Bennett and all this stuff that does like all these different racing games. But in terms of F1 dedicated, there's no one at 1 million. And so that will be a real big like, glass shatter yeah. moment pinch me moment yeah. like you know oh my god but you already have that because you already have your own livery in the game in yeah. the game yeah. your own yeah. character 2021 yeah. that was insane yeah like, that must have been like <laughs> that was that was that was you know what actually yeah i've got a funny story about that with my dad like that was the first time like my dad like really like directly told me like oh i'm so proud and like wow. happy because like my parents like Typical Indian parents, really reserved. Yeah. You know, we don't talk like compared to some of my other friends, my relationship with my parents is very like, you know, stringent, like very rigid, don't really open up too much. But when that came out on F1 2021, got my own livery, like in the game, it boots up and on the main so I've got a catchphrase of like biblical scenes or anything <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah. The fact that the game opened up and to go to the livery to like purchase it for free or whatever, it said biblical scenes That's in epic. the game in a game that shipped out globally you know ps5 xbox Incredible. pc everywhere yeah. Yeah. i was like it's so weird to think some random who doesn't even know who i am if they played f1 and booted up that week they'd be like what is this like, yeah. but, like it's in their living room it's in their living room because it's part of the f1 game but yeah so i messaged my mom about it 
And she's always been like, oh, that's so awesome. But my dad rarely says too much. Yeah. And then my mum just relays a message like, oh, my, da- uh, my dad's like, your dad's really, really proud. He's showing his mates like oh, on his phone like look, look, look at my son like look at this like this so that was really really cool um but yeah like i've already had a lot of milestone moments like that you say mm. like you know even working with lando working with an active f1 driver in itself is pretty crazy like you know if you talk to me like five years ago about like oh you're gonna one day be in like a whatsapp group chat with an f1 driver you're gonna be able to go to his house and film some videos i'd be like what are you on oh, about yeah, like, yeah, yeah, what? Yeah. Get like, out of here. whereas now it's so normal to me now but yeah there's already so many milestones but like you said like, like with the second channel as well mm-hmm. like just wanting to grow that as well i think with that i'm a little bit more chilled out because it's almost like starting over again mm-hmm. but you know how you know like before you were saying like yeah. how do i segment your videos you're already a pro at it now so it's yeah now it's naturally. a bit more like and also because i'm working with a team whereas mm-hmm. before like you know with my main channel just me whereas like now I've got an editor, writer, so it's a bit more of an easier workflow. But yeah, in terms of goals of that, you're just kind of almost just enjoying that side of the content, really. It's a nice outlet, like I said, for me to explore real F1. Um, and then just, I don't know, just every year, I'm always just like, just enjoy what I do, basically. Like, uh, you know, it'd be the worst nightmare if I woke up one year, I'm like, I hate doing this or something <laughs> like that. It's just honestly enjoy. No, it's not even the numbers. Like I say about 1 million, but to be honest, it's, I don't really mind that much about subscriber count because really also in terms of like doing it as your full-time job, subscribers mean nothing. It's more about monthly views. But even that, I'm just like, as long as I enjoy the content and I'm, you know, I can happily sustain myself, you know, pay my rent and whatever. Then you're Anything else yeah. is extra. And it's just the fact that I get to enjoy making content. And every year yeah. it's like, what new story can I make up? Because my main thing's like career mode and I love building these stories around it. And, you know, I think it comes from watching so much TV and I love TV shows and, you know, getting engrossed in the story. So I kind of almost like to do that with my content. And it's just about like, oh, what cool new story can we do with the F1 game? And obviously sometimes F1 games are rubbish, yeah. like, like the last one. <laughs> so you have to make the most of it. Yeah. You know, you have to, it's this really poor game, but you got to make the most of it. Like yeah. what yeah. kind of cool idea can we do? And sometimes the most creative ideas come from when the game's a bit rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to be creative. Yeah, you yeah. have to. Because like, yeah. this year there's been like so lit, like the hype was there for about two months and then this game just died. Like mm-hmm. even on the Steam database, when you look at the numbers, like F122 just nosedived. And it's like, right in these kind of moments, that's when you have to be the most creative. And also that's when you have to show up mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. the most. Like I've seen other creators where, you know, you spoke about like, you know, other games like FIFA, like dropping off and, you know, is there a worry you have to divert? You know, some people, they don't diversify, they stick to it, but then they also stop showing up True. as uh, much. They get inconsistent because they're not enjoying it as much or the numbers aren't there. Yeah. But it, I've learned over the years to just show up. Like even yeah. if the like, I'll adjust my thought process of like, okay, this you know this series isn't getting the same amount of views as it did last year. Doesn't matter. Let's refocus the goalposts and just enjoy. Like, okay, we can't get to like let's say 150k views per episode. Mm-hmm. The new goalpost I'll aim for is 90k views. I'll be really psyched if we get to that. And it's just reframing it every year and not kind of getting too full of yourself almost right. like mm-hmm. like you know no one's too big to not hit numbers like sometimes you know a game's poor or you know you have it on any channel you know sometimes you know video just doesn't hit it's like 10 mm-hmm. out of 10 instead of one out of 10 mm-hmm. and you've got to be self-aware enough not to have an ego about it like you know what yeah. I, I deserve the like no you just got to put in the work again and then re-go again basically is that how you deal with negativity as well on social media like when you you know every every content creator yeah. has those moments where they're terrified and like their whole life changes the minute they get that first negative yeah. comment like they don't have that like oh i wanted to keep doing this yeah how do you get past that i bet there have been times where you know people have said stuff yeah of course landed. like 
I think doing it so many years, you kind of, one, you do get a bit of a thick skin as well, obviously. Mm. But, you know, starting out, uh, you, you always get criticisms. I guess at the start, the criticisms were actually quite good in terms of like, oh, the actual genuine critiques of how to improve the videos and get the quality to where it is now. But even now, there's obviously like, like some people really don't gel with the whole concept that I have with career mode stuff. Like I love the story aspect of it. And cause I've always thought with real F1, like Sky did this advert a couple of years ago is this poet they got to do an advert. And this poet, this poet read some lines about F1. And it was something about like F1 being more than just a race. It's about the subplots, the stories, mm -hmm. the drama. And it's exactly what Drive Survives doing now yeah. as well with yeah. what they show. And I just bought into that so much about this story aspect of F1. But some people hate it. They're just like, oh, you're scripting it or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, for one, I can't even script it. When you're watching it. Honestly, like, I'll have some mad race. And honestly, I think people le legitimately think I've somehow modded the game oh to God. make X driver crash at this point, to make this driver spin at this point, yeah. this driver overtake this person now. I'm like... I've just played the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've modded the liveries to like right. make like an Audi yeah, livery. Yeah, yeah. They look amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've done like visual mods to change the visuals. But not the actual of the... gameplay. But yeah. the actual like what the AI do, yeah, yeah. there's not a mod out there. If the if you could mod it, oh, best believe would be, I would yeah. be trying yeah. to You'd use make it. the game even better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those AI are chaotic. Yeah, yeah. Just leave it yeah, but I'm at the mercy of what these AI do in terms mm. of the storyline of, of, of it. And I basically, I've always said like, I basically just base my story off what the game does like mm. you know like i had this uh, season like in season three of the current series where Haas went from the worst team and the ai team upgraded and just skyrocketed <laughs> and they became the best team and i was there like what no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, how have you done that? so i had to work in a story so the next season i said oh because Haas upgrade invested so much and became the best team repsol now want to sponsor them so they become repsol Haas the next oh season. my god and i just had That's to work it. off what the game gave me but you've got like people like you know like Brian sixty three on Twitter going like, oh, you've scripted it, like, oh, like, yeah. like, yeah. If I could do that, I wish I could because I could then form the story myself. But I'm at the mercy of the game. Or like, you know, I had this one season where I had six engine failures in a sixteen race season. What? Painful, really painful. Not a much. We'll beep that one out. I was, um, I was, I was uh, driving for. It was like my team, and I was partnering in the story. I was partnering Audi. Ah, so, but I had six failures in sixteen seasons. You don't think that I got really frustrated <laughs> yeah. with that? Because I'm trying to actually fight these AI in the championship, and I keep getting knocked down. Zero <laughs> points. Zero point. To the point where I was like to my girlfriend, I was like, like the fifth time it happened I was like to her like yeah so I finished my recording early so I can probably meet you earlier today <laughs> and she was like oh why because I had an engine failure within five laps of this race and she was like again <laughs> and she was like are you sure the game's not bugged and I was like I don't know what's wrong with my save maybe it is bugged for this season but people thought I modded in oh my engine God. failures God. but it's Brilliant. like no if I, I I'm losing content like yeah. if you have a failure on lap five of a 36 lap race you've lost 20 minutes of a video yeah. that I can't make. So I actually lost content and I was actually getting really peeved off because I was like, can I actually still be in this championship fight? Yeah. Well, <laughs> to get to the end. Against Repsol Hat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unbeatable. So, yeah, you do get, I still get people that just don't gel with the concept of doing a story 
driven series mm. like they want either like you know like my friend ben who's a fellow korea he just does bog standard kind of you know just going through the game driving as fast as you can which is fair, like completely fine he's a lot quicker than me so he does higher ai so it's just more about like how quick he can go and even with like yano otmir he does 110 ai so you watch him because you're just impressed by yep. the fact that he can beat these like computer perfect mm -hmm. ai because yep. Like around like 105 to 110 AI, they're basically just perfect, yeah, like inch perfect. And I'm actually thankful that I am slow enough to be like in a in a kind of gray area of like you know 100 to 105 AI because it's like they make more mistakes, they're a bit more human like, and you get and better you're races. Bit, you're a bit more relatable too. Like yeah. I saw I saw Yarno like drifting at 100 AI yeah, in yeah. Monaco on wet. And I'm like, like yeah, what? I'm just yeah. not going to be no. able to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, but you say, you know, it, people have different flavors of what content right. they want, yeah. but yeah. obviously you do get some people who are like, you know, insistent on telling you why they don't like your content but it's like okay just don't watch it then if you don't like mm. the story stuff mm. just don't watch my content watch someone else like mm. i'm i'm making this series for someone you know this person who buys in at season one and because i've got this story that interconnects i'm it's like a payoff like like watching a netflix series yeah. like you know if they watch all the way through all the six seasons they know the the law mm. of this of this game like every game i now call it like an alternate f1 universe on every game and every game that comes out we reset it and we go again and we make a whole new chat we make a whole new story mm -hmm. i always say the commentary lines at the end of a game cycle when like we're coming to the end of the the current game and going to the next one i'm like in the commentary for the last episode i'm like right so that's it that's the final page of the book we're mm -hmm. going to make a whole new book in the next game so that's it thank you for watching and then the next one we go right fresh slate you know what's going to happen and people buy into it of like you know in my series vettel became a six-time champion i saw that i was like yeah. Let's go. Yeah. i was so gassed about that and then like he retired and so i made a story about how he makes his own team and becomes a team principal and wow. for someone who watched from season two seeing him win those two championships in the in the game on my series that you know it's like a payoff it's yeah. like a big payoff of like you know any big series like game of thrones or something like that or, you know <laughs> night agent a payoff of like a mm -hmm. like even a twist or turn of like oh i've moved to ferrari mm -hmm. in my my team series and it's like a twist and it's just a payoff but you're always gonna have people that don't like it but it's like i know what content i want to make yep. Yep. just don't watch it just don't watch it and you kind of learn to just ignore that and tune that out and just really focus on actual critique of like oh this video is a bit long or this could be shorter or whatever and you kind of learn as a creator to block it out and find the actual right criticism to actually improve maybe right. um and just enjoy it still you know no matter what you know random anonymous people on twitter yep just mute just mute. <laughs> yeah. the mute feature is the best feature in the world <laughs> yeah. on twitter because they they keep talking to you but they don't know that no, you're yeah, 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 yeah. i didn't know you can do that yeah you can yeah, mute. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. he's like yeah yeah i'm not even on twitter okay yeah, yeah, were, twitter's though. too confusing it's too okay. chaotic yeah, you your life's just been yeah 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 all the comments i'm getting for hacking thank you yeah you can start muting them now yeah 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 exactly last question here i think this is so left field but i think outside of just you as a creator people want to know who lando is off the camera who right. is he off camera he's he's literally what you see on camera really he's, okay he's actually so chill he's so chilled out and just nonchalant and he's really down to earth and just like you know he's not like putting on a face or whatever like you know like you'll see sometimes in interviews people say he's being a bit cheeky or whatever yeah. or sarcastic that's him in real life like especially with max his best mate futrell like the both of them like play off each other so much in recordings and stuff like that and um yeah i mean obviously he's got such a busy schedule so 
Um, there are times where, like, you know, he's come off a very busy schedule and he might be a bit tired or whatever. So we have to do a bit more legwork of, you know, us building up the video and whatever like that. And then sometimes he's so on form and he's so funny and he's so on it and energetic. But what you get on camera is what you see. He's so chilled out, down to earth. Like, you know, will, you know, actively joke with us and whatever in videos and stuff like that. And um, that's cool. Yeah, it's just exactly what you see on the tin. There's no charades or anything like that. Um, but that's definitely also like that question. That's what I, what we get a lot. Yeah. yeah. Quarter, like, what is he like? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. That's it. And also yeah. at the same time, I don't, I don't hang out with him. Like, <laughs> I don't know him personally. I know him when we record stuff, mm. but when we record stuff, yeah, he's just... He's chill. He's a good guy. Yeah. He just he's also really funny when he wants to be, like really on it. And you see it in interviews sometimes, oh, like yeah. it can be really cheeky or sarcastic yeah. with some answers or whatever like that. He comes across very easygoing. Yeah. Yeah, like easygoing is the word. Yeah, yeah. Really easygoing. And obviously he's bloody quick. And I think he's got I think he's got this great ability to just switch on. Mm. Like I think you've seen it sometimes when you watch him on on the feed and he looks so serious and dialed mm -hmm. in. I think he's got that really good thing of like, just like he can have a laugh and then when he gets to F1, he's at the circuit, dialed in, turn everything off, yep. in the zone. And then he can duck out of it when he's back in the UK and whatever like that and recording with us, he can actually have a laugh and whatever. And it's, a you know, it's, you know, he's just one of the stars of F1. And he's going to go so far, hopefully. Obviously, right now, it's a bit of a struggle with where McLaren is. But I think everyone can see the talent he has. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's great that he has this personality to go along with it. It's so down to earth. What's your What's your hot take on the current season so far? Well, it's looking a bit Red Bull, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah um, I'm getting some big 2014 vibes of, like, you know, it's all Red Bull like it was Merck. The only yeah. problem is... We don't have a Rosberg to yep. Verstappen, Hamilton, you know, like Checo struggling a little bit. Yeah, like uh, when he he won Jeddah and he said oh, there's all this stuff come out like oh I can go for the championship. Oh yeah, he and deleted, they deleted it. And then yeah, the, the mistake in Quali <laughs> in Australia and I'm like you can't be Do saying that, all yeah. this stuff and yeah. just make a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the cat. I, I, he was struggling because even in the free practice, free. he yeah, messed yeah. up every lap. Right. Where yeah. he even said afterwards, he said when he break he became a passenger. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but he fought back hard in the race. He did, he did, yeah. yeah. That race it's, was amazing um, to watch. Yeah, it's uh, Red Bull have done a stunning job. Mm. Like you can't knock it, and you know, um, F one is very much about being the best. There's no funny business as much as like you know the FI want to throw out as many red flags as they want to try and make it entertaining. <laughs> Change the rules on the on, on the goal. Uh, yeah. yeah, in terms of the actual cars, it is very much like it's a numbers game. It's just mathematics is engineering. You know, the stopwatch doesn't lie, so everyone yeah. else just needs to do a better job. And yeah. you know, it's the same, you know, Toto Wolf as much as maybe Red Bull Red Bull fans want to take the piss out of him. He does say it how it is. He's like, fair play. They've done a great job. We need to do so much better. And everyone mm. does. I mean like yeah. Ferrari for instance, like if you really look at it I think it's actually more so the fact that Ferrari just went backwards and why it yeah. looks so much worse. Yep. Like if Ferrari kept their progression from 2022, I think you would look a bit closer, but it's because they went backwards as mm. Aston went forwards. Yeah. It means there's this big gulf between Red Bull and where Aston are, basically. Aston took jumps, though. They took leaps and bounds oh, to move up. Mad. Like, I think they've already scored the same number of points yeah. in three rounds as they <laughs> did all season. of last year. No. Yeah. Mental. Yeah, yeah. 55 yeah. points. I think yeah. it was last year. They've already scored 56. Wow. It's huge. So that's insane. Yeah, that's interesting. Stories like that are really great for F1. And then Ferrari, what was it? Ferrari haven't scored this least amount of points <laughs> since like the we're going we're going back wild. we're going the back wild. a few years yeah. now. I mean literally we're talking Leclerc at six points tied with oh, Hulkenberg. Yeah. Oh, oh, isn't he oh behind Hulkenberg? Yeah, he's yeah. behind yep. tied. He's tied. Tied. He's tied, tied, but still tied. behind. Tied. That's crazy. 
That's just his mental. Like he's got to be struggling. Yeah. Like he really needs to kind of hit the reset and try and focus yeah. again. I thought about this, like about like, is he thinking about leaving or whatever? But I'm also like at the same time. To be fair, he's in a Ferrari. Like it's yeah. always going to be good. He's always going to get back there. He's just had a rocky start. Obviously, reliability hasn't helped. Yeah. And then I don't know. Sometimes F1, I feel like when you have like reliability issues and you have like a bit of a stumble, things just keep on happening to you so like the australia one like it was just a bit of an incident yeah but it's i almost felt like because of the rocky start these incidents are just attracting to him they build up yeah exactly so you got to get into your own head so he needs maybe a bit of a reset jump back up but you know i think we've got a weird spring break right now in f1 because yeah. mm-hmm. we lost the uh chinese gp yep. so we've got this weird four week calendar uh, four week break and then it's going to be condensed yeah so let's hope that kind of resets him yeah. and resets everyone a little bit it gives them time also to make upgrades uh, I think a lot of people are talking about bringing upgrades to Imola. Yep. I think I think Merck are yep. fast tracking their upgrades to Imola. Yep. I think the same for others. So we'll see at Imola hopefully if anyone's made any strides right. versus Red Bull. <laughs> but yep. um, yeah, this weird. Uh, the calendar is so weird. Yeah. We went to Australia, got a four week break. Yeah. Then we're going to Baku, isn't yep. it? Then yep. we no, th- yeah. So then we go to yeah. So we go to in Europe in Azerbaijan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then we're flying all the way to Miami. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then we're coming Imola. all back. Then to calling Imola. back to yeah. Imola. Yeah. Yeah. Imola. It's yeah. just like and that's back to back, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's, it's it's so condensed. Yeah. It's yeah. Back to back. Yeah. yeah. It's mental. Like, oh. like I know the one from Monaco to Canada is weird, mm-hmm. but that's like tradi- for whatever. It's a really big tradition that we've yep. always had Monaco to Canada yeah. back to Europe. Yeah. But the Miami one's a bit weird because mm. I'm like, couldn't they have done Miami in the four week gap here? But yeah. I guess also locals were saying, oh, it's hurricane season maybe in Miami. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, and it's also uh, no football. Oh yeah, yeah that as well. Football. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. oh yeah, because I saw uh, what was it? I did a geo guesser video. <laughs> and it was like um like F1 GeoGuessr, yeah. and it was like obscure ones. And one of the obscure ones from Miami was just a photo in the stadium. And I was like, oh yeah, I keep forgetting there's an actual football stadium <laughs> yeah. right there, and the F1 tracks in the parking lot of it. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah, the calendar's a bit messed up. But yeah, I mean, if you're a new F1 fan, all I'll say is strap yourselves in because this is F1. Like mm-hmm. this is a typical mm-hmm. year in F1. I think we talked about it on the on the on the first version yep. of this, like. Anyone who got into F1 in 2021, Spoiled. F1's yeah. been ruined for you. <laughs> yeah. Because we all know, if yeah. we watched yeah. for a while, that was not an all year. No. That was so extraordinary. No. The fact that we went into the last race, level on points, wow. that has probably never happened yeah. in no. the sport yeah. and probably will never happen for another 50 years. Yeah. And they were so well matched as well. Yeah, like that, that's, that's, that's not F1. That yeah. was... You know what that was? That was a byproduct of what COVID did to F1 because we had obviously the cars carrying over for basically three years because the 2019 car into 2020, obviously they delayed the season. So Mm -hmm. everyone developed a bit more, you know, remotely or whatever. And then we got to 2020 and that that was that car. And then 2021 was meant to be what we got in 2022, the new regs. So they had almost three years of kind of very stable regulations and it brought everyone so close and this happens at f1 all the time when you have a regs change everything gets blown up yeah and you do get a chance for like you know aston to jump up and obviously 09 we had braun gp mm-hmm. getting up there with the regs change you do yep. get that chance but you also have the chance for a dominant Dominance, team like yeah. 2014 merck just yep. bulldozed it that's f1 and mm-hmm. then you've got to kind of buy in kind of almost buy your ticket 
for the long haul of like hopefully in you know by 2026 when the new engine regs come in maybe 2025 we might have a close yeah. championship again and then obviously it'll go out again because the engines yeah. will change <laughs> yeah. undoubtedly there'll be like one of these manufacturers just has like a gp2 engine again yeah or something like that i'm really worried about that mm. i'm really worried one of the manufacturers won't get it right and yeah. they'll be in trouble or something trouble. like that. Yeah. I really hope Audi get it right. I would yeah. love Audi yeah. yes. to come straight in and be competitive. I would love that. That'd be incredible. That would be awesome fun to see. And I think it actually add like so much value to you to like new people that are looking to come into the sport as well. Yeah. To be mm-hmm. like, this actually is possible. To have a brand yeah. like Audi. Exactly. Like I'm sure yeah. there's so many like Americans or like even Canadians, whatever, like, you know, Al- you know, Audi is a big car brand, you know, you know, really fancy car brand. And for the coming to F1 and be competitive would be such a great thing of like, you know, I'm sure there'll be people who have an Audi that will just start watching it. Because Audi's- 100%, 100%. They definitely will. Like, it's my time it'll to shine. Be, it'll be the same thing with Ford, even more so. Oh, yeah. There'll be like some proper Americans. Oh yeah, the pride. That are like, oh, come on, brother. Ford, Ford, Ford brothers, come on. We've got the back Red Bull Ford. Like they'll just get into it because it's a Ford. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, there's some excitement coming up, but this year, it's just about leveling your expectations, really, yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't know about you guys. Do you reckon anyone will make any strides on Red Bull? Or... It, it, it depends on, the, I guess, their penalty coming in post-summer yeah. break. That comes in July, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. in July. Yeah. But Ingenuity has a wind tunnel in his brain. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that man. That's, that's, that's a line right there. That's yeah. a yeah, that's, that's a line. Amazing, bro. Now maybe I read that sober, but <laughs> just, yeah. like, that guy. That guy is a genius. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> That'll be the thumbnail for this video. That'd be incredible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone needs to make a meme of that. Yeah. Just him, you know when he stares at cars on the grid? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just like in his head. Running yeah. Just like a wind, wind tunnel. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's like that I saw a meme of like, uh, this is what Adrian Newey, like how he sees real life. And it was someone who's like, I think high up in altitude or whatever on a bridge. And like, he takes a video <laughs> of his feet and like the air is moving yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like aerodynamics around the shoes. And he's like, this is how Adrian Newey looks yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> But like you do, you, that's what I mean. I think Red Bull are there. But for me, I love the mid-pack battles. Yeah, that's what yeah, makes yeah. it exciting. Like, look at Hulkenberg last race. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Like yeah. It, Albon's coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think that's what's cool. Yeah, there's cool. Mid, I think a lot. Yeah, I think F1, new F1 fans. I think they kind of got that a little bit from Drive to Survive because they did champion a few of these little stories. They get but... to know the individuals more, and it builds like as a series. It builds a relationship with them. Like, yeah, you, exactly. you understand them. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's also like loads of, like you said, loads of stories up and down mm-hmm. the grid. Like, there's little inter battles, mm-hmm. inter team battles with Alpine per se, with Gassi and Hocon crashing, yeah. and their history and stuff like that. So that'll be interesting. I would love. To have been a fly on the wall yeah. in a debrief. Oh. Can you just, imagine? Just listening be so to that. toxic. Or not even potentially toxic, just like quiet. I think both of them are probably what were they on for? What were they on for? Was it a 5-6? 5-6. 5-6, yeah. It would be good. Points. I mean, especially for Gasly, the whole race he yeah. stayed yes. there. Yeah. But he must have been peeved. Gutted. Yeah. Gutted. yeah. And Alpine need those points. They, they do. Like oh, McLaren gained from all that chaos yeah. when they shouldn't have, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, McLaren are back ahead of Alpine in the championship all of a sudden. So they, they're maybe going to rue those points later on in the season when it comes down to a couple of points, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, that wraps up Q2. Henny and Mikey, verdict. Thumbs up over here. Thumbs up. Uh, yeah, green? I'm giving green. green. Yeah. Green. Very good green. Like that. Love it. Love yeah. it. I think Brian63 gave you a yellow, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still stuck on yellow. <laughs> Anyways, guys, check out the Rapid Fire Round. It's coming out very soon. Welcome back to the Track Limits Podcast. We're now getting into our final segment, which is the Rapid Fire Round. Arv, you ready to go? Yes. Second time, though. 
Yeah. Let's see if you could do a better job and uh, potentially more rapid, more fire yeah, answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll keep it succinct. Here All we right. go. First question. If you had to choose one platform to post forever on, which one would it be? YouTube. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, okay. I'm about to show you a photo. This okay. is a photo of you doing an interview at on BBC. <laughs> what was going through your mind during this moment? That is... Uh, the, my, my, my mind was on, okay, would I fake this conversation I'm having <laughs> well I think I was having a convo with the reporter but yeah. I was just like talking absolute waffle um, it was for a piece for like Veloce like when like obviously esports was just growing yeah. so they wanted to do uh, like a piece that was so long ago that's like in our old office like yeah. this old townhouse in like an old Veloce jumper yeah, yeah. and yeah just talking to some reporter about like oh yeah I do these videos <laughs> <laughs> love it love it um, of the social media platforms which one would you delete forever Insta, Instagram, yeah. Insta. I like using it, but mm. it's really bad for your mind with like comparison with people and like just like mentally. I think I was thinking LinkedIn maybe, but anyway, it's fine. I like <laughs> nah, that. LinkedIn's funny. <laughs> I like laughing at people on LinkedIn because they take themselves too seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Who was the last person you texted? Gotta pull um, your phone out for that. Probably, I think it was my girlfriend, probably just like about coming here, basically. Fair enough. <laughs> yep, honorable. What regulation change would you institute? The tires. I ah. I prefer the 2011 era of yep. Pirelli, where you did like four stops at yep. Spain, yep. <laughs> three stop, normal, two stop. I hate these one stops. So yeah. Pirelli tires bring back the the wearing ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which driver would you trust to drive you around a track blindfolded? I mean, I've got to say Lando. But I also kind of low-key wouldn't trust him. <laughs> I feel like he would try and scare me on purpose. Um, uh, Bottas. Calm and collected. Wow. Stable character. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. The greatest driver of all time, in your opinion? It's tough. You can't compare eras. You can't compare eras. I always say that. If you had to. But if I had to, <laughs> I am going to go with... Um, oh, this is really tough. Um... I'm going to go with... I'm just going to go with Schumacher for his ruthlessness. Okay. Yeah. If you're an F1 driver, what team would you pick? Oh, depends who's faster. Who's faster? That, that... <laughs> He's like, I just want the win. Yeah. Um, I guess... Uh, I think McLaren, not just because of Lando, but I've always had affiliation because I used to support... Well, I still do love Jensen Button and used to drive for McLaren. Yeah. So I have a lot of love for McLaren. Soft spot, but who's fastest? Two-parter, of the current grid, who would you want as a teammate? And then to follow up that, who would you not, not want as a teammate? Right. Teammate, uh, for practicality, Lando, because I'll just get on with him. Um, not... Ooh. I'm going to go for a really funny one, actually. I'm going to go for uh, Joe Guanyu because he'd show me up with how well-dressed he is. Ah, uh, uh, his fashion. Man's got some style. His oh, yeah, he's got yeah. some style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which F1 driver, other than Lando, had the best social media presence, in your opinion? Um, I would say, I think Lewis, I think mm. Lewis has like, obviously he's just, he's just a, such a cool guy. Mm. Um, and I don't think he really cares what he does. He just posts what he wants yep. whenever he wants. Clearly. So, and he, and everyone loves it. So yeah, yeah. it's just a good strategy to be yeah. that cool. Just to post whatever. <laughs> I, th- I did some Mercedes thing, yeah. you know, <laughs> always posting half naked photos of each other. I, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. What's the most over asked question that you get? Um, how is Lando? Yeah. yeah. It's like, listen. Is like, he single? Like, yeah. 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 Or, or can you like get this signed by Lando? It's like, oh I don't see God. him every day. Like, it's like that usual, we're in a group chat and like yeah. any group chat, like it don't, goes dormant a bit from yeah. time to time. Yeah. But yeah, that is definitely the most question uh, with Quadrant. Pre-Quadrant, probably just like, when's the next video? Or like, how are I'm you driving, doing? Yeah. Or like, if I see someone in person, like, how are you doing? How's the channel going? Uh, your favorite content creator? 
Oh, uh, this is a really left field one. Um, he's not like massive, massive now, but it's this guy called Jericho. Um, he's an American and he does like variety streaming on Twitch. And he's one of those creators I watched when I started out, like at 300 subs. And he's one of the creators that inspired me. And to this day, I still watch him. I think my girlfriend said I've got a lot of my humor from him because I watched him as I grew up through mm. my teenage years. So he kind of imprinted his humor on me. So I very much got the same sort of humor as him. So nice. still love his content. Which year had the best F1 game, in your opinion? Oh, uh, you know, it's actually quite recent. E either F1 2020, 2020 yeah. or 2021, because yeah. 2021 had the story mode and mm -hmm. my team. And 2020, obviously, was the start of my team, which was just huge for everyone uh, in the gaming space for F1. And also during lockdown, obviously, massive, like, you know, time, you know, consumer. So, yeah. Oh. yeah. Best or worst thing about being a content creator? Best thing, getting to do what you love every single day. Worst thing, just never being able to uh, like switch off. Just like like con like I said earlier, just constantly on all yep. the time. Fair. Uh, funniest social media comment you've ever gotten? Um, this was back when I didn't do face cam. For a long time, I didn't do face cam. More of a confidence thing and not wanting to show my face, but then eventually started doing it. But the first time I did... There was a comment, and because of the way I speak, obviously I uh, I was born and bred here in London, so I've got a you know a London accent. Uh, someone was like, "Oh, I thought you were some lanky white dude." <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> they must have been like, "Wow, okay, yeah, okay. very like, interesting." You know, you know, people can talk like this and not be white. <laughs> Worst mistake people make when posting content on social media, in your opinion? Uh, I think. Uh, uploading for the wrong reasons of why they want to do it either chasing clout or you know chasing a number and just not kind of doing it for the enjoyment whether it's a video or even a photo on instagram like you want to upload the photo because it's a cool photo and you know not caring how many likes it gets or tiktok like oh will this bang will it be funny no i just want to upload it so i think that's a mistake people make sometimes especially when starting out you yeah, have to be yeah. just about all about loving it yeah what's one piece of f1 memorabilia you own or want to own own um ooh, i think the only piece of memorabilia i own is like some mini helmets from like obviously quadrant with lando stuff i've got a few jensen button ones i've got this is a, a very specific one i've got some tire marbles huh. from the 2011 british grand prix oh, that's because cool. i that was the first grand prix i ever attended with yeah. my dad and we went out on the track when the race was done and picked up some marbles class oh, i love that yeah we should have done that when we were yeah, in Montreal. they took it all yeah and we walked the track yeah, no, we're just yeah. still rubber yeah. in the ground. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. so my, my friend tried to take home one of those uh, sponsor boards at Spa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, you know, the big Rolex one. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you're, you, you can look this up and include it in the video. There's a clip. He invented, so yeah, at Spa, everyone does, at the end of the race, they surf the sponsor boards down the hill. I've seen oh, that. He invented yes. that. Like, oh, absolutely wow. invented that. Because one year we went and he started doing it. And people saw him and videoed it and then joined him in. And I think he started something because now every year they do that. That's <laughs> nice. Uh, your most embarrassing moment while filming content? Um, uh, Doing shots of hot sauce? Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was less embarrassing, more painful. painful. That was so painful. Uh, embarrassing, just um, rookie errors. Like I did this uh, like only three weeks ago. I did a whole video for my second channel uh, in front of the camera only to uh, see the audio wasn't picking up. I did a whole thirty. We haven't minute, had that issue I yet. did a whole thirty-minute recording, <laughs> yeah. and oh, I just was oblivious to the audio. So, <laughs> so it's just a rookie error, which is just embarrassing on my part. So it's happening as well. You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I was like, oh for goodness sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Ooh, um, 
time time travel time manipulation just to give me more time to do stuff yeah. <laughs> 36 hours <actually>. yeah. <laughs> Love it. yeah or just travel back like to some good memories oh, like yeah. pre-covid or whatever yeah. just how things were yeah Love it. what celebrity would be a great fit to play a role as an f1 driver Ooh, um this is an interesting one i think uh i think rdj i think robert down jr would be great for an f1 driver role because i think he's really good at playing that person who has a bit of narcissism about them, mm. a bit of an ego, but at the same time is really clever. And, you know, because these drivers have to be really clever at engineering stuff. Mm -hmm. It's all in their brains about setting up a car. So I think he'd be quite good to do something. Obviously, one of his colleagues, Chris Hemworth, literally did yeah. play yeah. an F1 yeah. driver. So I think any of those Marvel guys are actually quite good at being yeah. an F1 driver. I mean, he did one in Iron Man 2. He did that Tony Stark. Yeah, Monica. Yeah, 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 Monica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monica. literally already done a role. Like yeah. that, so. <laughs> uh, your favorite F1 driver lineup of all time? Um, what, like an actual lineup that's happened? Yep. Uh, that's a ha um, happened, yeah. It would be, have to be Jensen Button and either Fernando Alonso or Jensen Button and Lewis Hamilton. Mm -hmm. uh, just because Jensen Button's my favorite all time driver. And obviously, it's sick to be alongside Lewis or Fernando, two greats of the sport. Yeah, it was, it was a good time to, to be a JB fan, go, seeing him go up against those two. Nice. Um, second last question. Share your prediction for the current F1 season. Constructors and I, Drivers Champion. I think Hi, it's going to be a big old max dub. Oh. <laughs> big old max dub, I'm, I'm sorry to say. Uh, Constructors, I think Red Bull as well. I think... I don't, I'm going to disagree with Russell's prediction. I don't think it'll be a Red Bull whitewash. There will mm. be yeah. at least three races where rain, a crash comes into play, where someone else can win. Um, but I think it's going to be a lot of Red Bull. <laughs> mm. Okay, uh, your last question. You're writing autobiography on your life. Which one resonates with you the most? You got the daredevil, the dream catcher, the free spirit, or the hardest worker? Hardest worker, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Right, we can see it. Can see that. <laughs> <laughs> to wrap up, though, uh, and thanks, Arv, again for doing this. This is incredible. I yeah. think actually, I don't know if you agree, but I think this is way better than the first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. way better. Yeah. We know the guy now as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah, we've yeah. raced, you know, he's yeah. beating me. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so just to wrap up, you know, the first question we asked was describe your life, obviously, in 30 seconds. Tell us in 30 seconds how you want to be remembered. Like, what sort of legacy do you want to leave um, behind? I just think someone who, who enjoyed himself and enjoyed what he did as a, as a job, like indulged in his passion for four years. And obviously that's F1 for me um, and just had fun with it. And then, uh, you know, going off the, that last question of like also just worked as hard as he could to, to make the best life for himself as he could. I think that's something that got ingrained in me as a, as a kid from my parents. So just working as hard as I can, but at the same time, enjoying life and uh, just sharing those moments. I think I've grown to appreciate sharing moments with friends and stuff a lot more recently. You know, people telling me like, oh, this is sick, where about that, you know? So yeah, I think just loving what I do and working hard at it because I love what I do. Fantastic. Amazing. Bam. That has to be the second best quote behind Wind Tunnel. Yeah, there we go. That's a clip. That's a clip. That's a clip. <laughs> love it. I love that. Well, thanks again for coming on, Arav. Where can people find you on, on social? Uh, yeah, so I'm Arava on, on most things, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. There might be an underscore in, in, before it, but Arava on everything. And obviously, you can catch also Quadrant. I'm over there as well. Uh, but yeah, just Arava on everything. Perfect. You heard the man. If you guys like this episode, drop a review. Thanks again for watching this episode. And guys, we're going to see you guys in the next one.